is straight starting. Straight, straight start. start. Straight, straight start. start. Straight starting. <laughs> Hey guys, it's your favorite final girl and boy, Emily and Nick, coming at you with a new episode with your hey, favorite final Hey, what about baby. me? Sorry. What's the big idea? Hey, hey, he's over there. You guys remember him? It's me. Say something. Mikey. Okay, we're doing a weekly podcast. We dissect, disembowel, and tread. tread. The best and worst slash shit movies. Uh, this week uh, on Gang Me of the Knife, we're going to be doing um, kind of a solemn little thing uh, called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer with Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm, that's his name. It is. I'm going to read the box. Box it up. Henry is the chilling account of a man whose vocation is murder. Michael Rooker from Days of Thunder stars as Henry, the solitary <laughs> drifter who leads his dim, his dim ex-jailmate Otis on a senseless killing spree. Picking their victims at random, their their methods of execution are always different. Otis's sister, Becky, comes to Chicago to visit and unsuspectingly falls in love with Henry. Acclaimed by the critics as a masterpiece of modern horror, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is presented here totally uncut and uncensored. 1986 didn't come out till 89. Um... Your thoughts. This movie is very chilling, and uh, I'm very, very sad that it ended uh, Michael Rooker's career before it got <laughs> off the ground. Uh, yeah, uh, he sure has no career yeah, now. I, I wish like he had so much talent and potential. It does bother me that they call Otis Otis when it's his Otis. name is Otis. Yeah, it's O-T-T-I-S, but they, he also dies in the movie, so yeah, he doesn't die in It's based like, off Henry Lee Lucas and Otis. Yeah, but very, uh, pretty, actually pretty loosely considering it's called Henry... Because Becky was n- not of age. She was like 12, and she was also Otis's niece. But, but and, and she was in on the killings and shit. Uh, or I think she was only in on... No, she wasn't. She was in on the only one that... They, they didn't even actually identify her body ever. But they think that she helped kill this old woman with him. But they never... They never concluded that they found her body. They Next week never, on they, uh, they Last Gag Me on the Left... Right. Anyway, let's. Uh, I, yeah, it's good. it's a really good movie. Um, it's dark it's as awesome. fuck. Yeah, it's I very dark. Don't think I'm gonna watch I, it again. I, I like it a lot. Uh, I do think the intro stands up with uh, almost with Scream. Like the intro of the movie is really yeah. fucking good. Um, but it yeah, it's dark. So get us going, Mike. All right, there's some ominous music. It's a, this. And then we can see a close up and pan out of a dead girl. And we see somebody putting out a cigarette at a diner. They pay their bill, buy some cools, gets in his car. We see two dead people in a liquor store. And it's this really cool thing where you're looking at their corpses where it's silent. And it's going, but you're hearing the audio. You're hearing the audio of their of murders. Their, their deaths. While it plays that. It's a drone. We see Henry driving. Sound. There's some bloody bed sheets. There's a woman in a bathroom with a fucking bottle shoved in her mouth. And that again, one's the best death, I think. You're hearing the murder. There's driving on a bridge. There's a milk jug in a river, and it floats past a woman who is dead in the river. Again, that is actually... Um, Henry Lucas probably did not kill her, but that is one... These four... The, those opening murders are actually... Uh, almost perfectly recreated crime scenes of people that he said he killed, although he probably didn't. So, well, he Poser. parks, he yeah, parks outside of a mall smart, and I starts mean, people watching. Dumb, but smart enough to get, you know, a bunch of food and stuff to cigarettes, cools for days, cartons of cools. You yeah. can talk to Henry. My Cops, dad, uh, he smoked cigarettes for one year of his life, um, and he smoked cools. I, uh, I've had a few packs Posey. of Cools myself. Cool 100s. He, he said he, no, he didn't like it. Cool Kings. Um, yeah, so. So he's at the mall. He decides to start following this lady in the station wagon. But, um. He picks he, up a hitchhiker around here, doesn't he? Well, he follows this lady. He sees a, he sees a man when she pulls up home. So he gives it up and picks up a cute hitchhiker with a guitar case. Who I'm sure he it's killed. Like, oh, it's the Griswolds. Who I'm sure I, he killed I, I because kill he, he brings the guitar home, but, but uh, so uh, it doesn't, Becky is she's not in the kill count, by the way, the hitchhiker, but I'm sure he the killed her. The hitchhiker is dead as fuck. Yeah, but she's, it doesn't show <laughs> he it. Just, he did not just steal that girl's guitar no, case. No, he didn't. No, he killed he her. But killed I mean, lady. it was weird that they didn't even like show anything about it. Well, anyway, whatever. I think it kind of makes it more ominous because you, by that point, you just know 
You yeah. know that bitch is dead. That bitch be dead. Um, so then we see a girl, Becky, smoking in an airport, and her brother, Otis, Otis. Let's just it's call him Otis, Otis for this. It's Otis in the movie, so. So Otis there to pick her up, and they're bullshitting each other. And he's like, you look terrible. She starts crying. She had a crappy husband, and she Leroy. left her kid. She Lurleen, left her kid the their, worst name I've ever mom. heard of in Dude, my life. This guy who plays Otis is like the most Tom Tell. Yeah, but he Tell. does it so well. It is so creepy. Everything Apparently, he like had these fake teeth he would put on. Yeah, yeah, to become yeah. Otis. Otis. Yeah. Oh, I have some. I have some Just trivia. Otis. I don't want to talk about it yet. But about how Michael Michael Rooker acted. Uh, it during this movie and it's fucking insane. So. Well, they're at the kitchen table, and we find out that shame, she had been a about his stripper, career. and Otis calls her the queen of clubs, which yeah. is like the only time I laughed at this movie. Uh, there were a couple, times, another, that he, there there were a couple times he said something, I was like, you're dumb. But Henry shows up with the guitar case. Before he shows up, though, um, he tell, Otis tells Becky that he was in prison with the guy that he's living with, and that he was in there for killing his mama. But don't say anything. But don't say anything to him about it. Which, of course, is the first thing she does. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she's the queen of clubs. Uh, Henry shows up, and he gives Becky his room. And then he leaves again because he's got to go to work spraying for bugs. But he takes up for uh, Becky, I think. Yeah, this a lot. one of the first times he takes up for... I, I wrote Henry taking up for Henry, but I think he meant Henry taking up for Becky. It's weird. In one way, Henry has, like, a more strict moral sense than... Otis, Otis yeah, does, he does, except when it comes to murder. Like anything else, Henry's way more straight-laced. But when it comes murder to murder, too. he's like, oh, well, it's no, fine. He's, he's, he's a lot smarter than he was in real life about murder. When he talk, has the conversation about modus operandi, I don't think that Henry Lee Lucas actually knew what that word was. No, no, no. Suspension of but, uh, yeah, disbelief. Yeah, sure. Like, but, uh, yeah, but aside, like, the character uh, has, like, um, a little, like, code of murder. Like, uh, there, there's a part where he... Uh, uh, gets mad at Otis. For Otis, day. yeah. Or Otis, yeah. Yeah. Well, he sprained for both. I thought that Otis be selling drugs, I guess, because when he's at the gas station, but yeah. that's later. Yeah. Selling swag. Well, I don't know what he's selling. Weed. He's uh, out of work now, but he gets to keep the bug spray, which he then goes to the God. station wagon lady's house and uses that to get in. Then we see a fish cartoon, and that woman has been strangled with some kind of wire. And, again, you can hear the audio of the murder while you're looking at her corpse. It's yeah. just insane. So, Otis is at work at a gas station, and he's going to sell some weed to this dude. But he kind of, like, flashes his tongue at him, and the guy's, like... He, he, like, puts his hand on his leg. He, like, funnels him. Yeah, later on. Oh. But yeah. we get the idea that Otis swings both ways. Yeah, he does. But, uh, and then... he did in real life. I mean, in real life, you know, Otis Tool actually... Like admitted that to jerked off of fire, murdering, um, basically admitted to murdering Adam Walsh, uh, John Walsh from America's yeah, Most yeah, Wanted's yeah. Kid. Yeah. Um, but then he recanted, but they still think he's the one who did it because he had way too much information that was not given to the public. Yeah, where they were like, no, yeah, he, yeah, he probably did it. But, but for this story, for sure. like Otis hasn't ever killed no. before. No, what is he? What was he in there for? This, I don't think they really say. Maybe selling drugs. I don't know. Well, well, he also doesn't realize that Henry's really redneck. a murderer for about thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah, I mean, He's he knows surprised. he killed his mom, but like besides that, he doesn't. We're getting there. So Becky's like cleaning this fish, and she starts asking about Henry, and this is where Otis tells her about him killing his mom, but shut the fuck up about it. And uh, he's rolling dubs after dinner. They eat fish whatever and Otis is smoking weed and Henry doesn't want any and then Otis is like oh, I gotta go out for a for an errand and we see that Becky and Henry like they're playing cards I think they're playing war where the highest card wins um, and they're talking about their family lives and they get deep into it and Becky talks about her dad molesting her and yeah, she she didn't get into it real fast. It doesn't take her long to be no, like, I'm going to admit my whole life to she's you. She's ready to have a soulmate. She's like, I'm, I feel like I've known <laughs> you for years. She's super ready to have a soulmate. But, uh, she asked, and also and, Michael and when Rick, she asked Henry about his mother. Yeah, this like, is where she asked Henry about his mom. Whore. And she's like, yeah, he told me not to tell you, but he but told me. But I know. Me. 
Uh, also, Henry Lee Lucas scene. had a fake, had a glass eye and like hardly any teeth. So you know, step up here on Michael Rooker's. Yeah, yeah. but no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking hard ass scene. Yeah. Well, he says that I didn't kill her nice with a bat. I stabbed her, and he says it's because his mom was a whore and made him watch and he also beat made, him. Does he just, and made him dress uh, dress, dress up a, in a dress? A, yeah. and let the men laugh at him. Now that is true. He he. She would actually make him go to school wearing a dress <gasps> until the like teachers finally called her about it and they were like I don't know so this whole conversation is leading listen, up listen Madge you, you gotta stop doing this he's like yeah I stabbed my mom but on his 14th birthday he says he shot her and she's Becky's like you just said you stabbed her he's like oh yeah that's right like, uh, are you lying? Or are you just dreaming about this all the time? Which different? Like, it like, seems like he and Henry has killed him. his mom multiple times in his head. Uh, well, he did stab her, and I think he got sent away. When he came back, he got, he killed her in real life. But they are like holding hands, talking to each other. When all of a sudden, Otis shows back up, and next thing we know, Becky is coming out of the subway, walking around Chicago. She gets a job as a shampoo girl. She gets a T-shirt. And they're like, try it on. So she's like, oh, turn your back. So no, they... you, she comes home. Okay, after she's, you just made it sound like she bought it and she was just out in Chicago. Okay, she's she out in Chicago, gets a she's job, like, gets a t-shirt, comes home, talking to the boys. Yeah, she's like, look what I bought. They like put it on. That She makes him turn around, even though she could just go in another room. Also, Henry's like, what does it say? It's like, oh, Henry can't read. Yeah, can't yeah, read. So, yeah. Henry can't read, and they're drinking old style in the scene. Yeah. Also, it just says, I love Chicago. I mean, yeah, this is a Chicago is. movie yeah. made by Chicago. And, it's in, and, it's, and it is it shot in Chicago, not shot. Even though some of these murders were not in Chicago, right? Well, did Henry well he, he admitted to a lot. I don't think any of them did, but he was supposed to be across America because he was a drifter. But um, that's why yeah. all those cops from everywhere, like every state, came in and they were like well because they thought they were going to be able to close all these cold cases but ends up he probably didn't kill any of them so well seeing his sister in this t-shirt Otis is like give me a beer and when she brings him a beer he like grabs her and tries to kiss her and Henry's like Otis that's not right and he like grabs him real hard and shakes him around and makes him apologize and then she, they, she says, go get a, you all should go out and get a yeah. beer. And I wrote, what's your motive, Becky? Well, she knows it's getting heated. Knows <laughs> I that mean, they need to... Trying not to get, like, incestually raped. Well, I mean. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, <laughs> no. So it works for a while. They're going out to get some beers, but they're really getting hookers. And they park in the alleyway with these two ladies. Of the uh, sexual, this sex is workers. so rough. And all of a sudden, you hear one of them, like, struggling. And you, you make, hear the next when snap. The, camera finally gets to the car you see that henry's choking one of them and when she starts making noise the other one gets freaked out you hear her neck snap though yeah Yeah. henry like like otis grabs her and like restrains her from like freaking out but henry just reaches over the seat and snaps her fucking neck yeah because in the kill count it says no otis kills one of them i think i think um i think henry did that first one yeah but but at first it said at first it said um that she was just strangled by Henry, um, but you could hear her neck snap. But uh, fucking but no, Henry both just of pulls are, these both bitches out. Henry. He just pulls these ladies' bodies out of the car that's and throws them in the cool alley. Dump, that's why I wrote cool dump job. Hey, man. That's you, why. That's why After I a long it. week of work, there's nothing better than going out and just, like, killing a hooker. <laughs> a sex worker, Nick. The views oh, of Nick shit. Okay, are killing not a necessarily sex those of the other members. I was like, oh, Otis just now knows Henry be murdering. Also, Henry no one. Be no, That's also, what the movie should have been called. Henry, Henry be murder. Be mur- be murder. Also, no one knows nothing. Oh, and then I thought, then I said, out. I did not find this representation of Otis to be uh, accurate, but whatever. Otis is freaking out. He's like, I can't believe that's he what did this that. movie should have been called. Henry B. Murder and <laughs> B. With a period and Otis Otis. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> also, I wrote, killing must make you have a large appetite because they come home they're real hungry. Yeah, they're eating burgers, drinking coffee. Otis eats some fries. And then they're at home talking about killing him. And he, uh, Henry's like, hey, Otis, I know you're upset oh, or whatever. Otis was but in, he's like, it's them Otis or you. Otis was in, in for killing someone because he says he didn't have a choice. Oh, okay. So yeah, he was he in for killing someone. And then uh, maybe Henry didn't either. And he says, it ain't the same. It's always. And then Henry says, it's always the same. And it's always different. We see. Uh, that's what he, that's what he says. Oh, about. He says it's always the same and it's always different. Yeah. It's either you or them. And Otis is 
kind of taking this all. It's in. either you or the hooker in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, always, but, uh, always. Yeah, it's always different. It's That's always the same. Yeah. Becky shampoo. Just and I go just drink, just drink, Otis. It's Up okay. It's always down. <laughs> And then uh, Becky's Becky be- be- cuts to Becky washing a racist woman's hair. Yeah, scene inserted to know that she has a job is what I wrote. And here. then Otis is watching TV and he gets pissed off because the the picture's going in and out, so he just breaks the fucking TV. And Henry's and he goes, like, "I got carried away." He did, but, he, but then he was like, "But I have to have a TV." So Henry's like, "Let's go shopping." And then I said, "I feel another death coming." On. So they go to the stolen TV shop. And this guy's a jerk to them because they don't have much money. This is the cheesiest part of this movie, and there is the only like it was weird comedic wrote, relief of this movie. I wrote weird and dumb. All. I wrote weird and dumb. Well, no, it's the it, it's ironically the only comedic relief. No, but there's the, another scene where Otis says something that's dumb, but this um, is the only non-chilling moment of the movie. I did fast forward through the next scene where they're in well, because when, it was the, all when the guy is he like the guy the guy's a jerk to them he's like you're disrespecting me get the fuck out of here what are you stupid and henry just like goes off and starts stabbing stabbing him with a soldering iron and then they put a tv on his head and plug it in before that though he had also said he would give him a deal with the camcorder which is important because they take the camcorder as well biggest nicest tv in the camcorder right and the whole crew, Becky, Henry, and Otis, they're all dancing to Psycho by the Sonics. And I was happy to hear that song. And uh, that entire scene was improvised by those three actors. They just were like, take the camcorder and do something for a little while. We'll cut it. So Becky and Henry kind of start to kiss. And Otis is like, keep going, keep going. He wants to make a fucking porno movie. He's but Henry gets shy. He, he's so much grosser than Henry, even though. Like oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, like no, Henry's yeah. like in a, real life, he was. If too. Henry wasn't a killer, he kind of seems like a normal guy. In, Whereas Otis just seems like a total asshole. Well, the thing wild is card. that in real life, Henry probably, if he killed, he, he, killed he, he definitely killed his mom. He might have killed two other people. Besides that, I don't think he killed anybody else. Otis Tool killed a lot more people than him in real life. He was actually more psycho, I think, than so Henry. Lee the, Lucas, the next scene is Otis with whatever. his parole officer. Where he says he's working two days a week at the gas station or whatever. And the parole officer's and really cut, nice to him, actually. Yeah, he's like, oh, right, you're doing great. Uh, i got to cut this short. And then notice the selling reefer. The parole officer wouldn't like that. And he ends up getting in the car the with the kid. Leg, yeah. He squeezes the kid's leg and gets punched in his fucking mouth. <laughs> and uh, then we see Otis no, and Henry says- talking. Henry... It's like, or Otis is like, I gotta kill him. I'm gonna kill him. I was like, no, he says, I ought to cut his head off. And I was like, that's weird because that's what he did to Adam Walsh. And Henry's like, Henry's like, you can't kill this kid. You've been seen with him, but you can kill somebody else. Don't you think that's weird though that he had that, they had that quote in there because that's what he, if he killed Adam Walsh, that's what he did. And that is way before he admitted to it. Like years, like decades. I think it's even weirder that that was Joe Walsh's nephew from um, uh, the James Gang. John Walsh's son. Same family. Joe Walsh was his brother. Nick, you and your Eagles humor. But I was like, anyway, now Otis is a killing machine. I like the James Gang. So he's like, let's go for a ride. They park the car and... Henry shows him his gun. He's like, you, you anybody can get a gun, Otis, because Otis doesn't realize that he's packing, I guess. And so they stop. That's what he explains. Or explaining. Down help. Well, he, that's what he explains is the M.O. Uh, part of it. There's another part where There's they're, filming, part where they're a, filming a bum fight. Yeah, but you were filming a bum fight. But he does say that uh, explaining changing like, ammo to throw the police. Any, this is where he's like, never kill people that you've the been same seen way. with. And don't kill them the same way. Don't use the same gun twice. Yeah. So he shoots the guy three times. That's the very next thing. He shoots the guy three times, and they just drive off, leaving the guy laying there. I'm sorry. Then they're filming the bum it fight. It is during the bum fight that, he's, that he says that. It looks like two bums are rolling this other bum for his possessions, and they're just recording this shit. Um, a little ahead of their time, you know? He says, don't use the same gun twice. <laughs> <That's what he's laughs> a little like, ahead of their like, time. Don't like, have an ammo. Henry was not this smart, so. Keep on the move. And, and then it, someone, who says, well, no plan is perfect. And then we see them pulling up to a house. Is that? Oh, that's during. And this is when we see Otis on TV molesting a woman this while there's a man the tied up in the fucking floor. Fucking thing! I've I've seen a, a lot. Like I spit on your grave. He says uh, no plan is perfect la- before the scene. Uh, last house on the left and all this shit, but this I it's think rough. Uh, this is the roughest. 
thing that I've ever seen that is like a mainstream, I mean, main, mainstream enough for like this these types of movies. Like I, yeah. them watching. But this is this, not an exploitation movie. It's almost it's made like an art movie. Well, I've seen Real Death, and this fucking. I, looks I would like, imagine, and I don't so, know. This looks like a serial killer's fucking. Yeah, this real looks like the real shit. Like, like footage this, how of it killing. Really goes down. It's, it's hard to watch. So, it's yeah. hard to so take notes on. Fucking hard. <laughs> It's not that hard for me to watch, but I mean, yeah, it looks I, real. I, I I wince every time I see this part of this movie. So a kid walks in, and Henry just jumps on him and ends up snapping his neck after a struggle. And then Otis snaps her neck. And, and then, then he starts kissing the, her, and he you, starts sucking well, on her titties. Well, at some point, you hear the husband in the background, and then you hear Henry stabbing him. And he uses the lady's corpse to wave high at the camera. And, yeah, because... Like Henry's holding the camera, but when the kid comes in, he, he drops, drops the it, camera. But you can still see what angle, he's doing. You can see what's happening. Yeah, but you never see the father. He's in. He's he's behind the camera. Uh, he must be behind there because you hear. It's behind the drop. You see him when Henry still has the camera before the kid comes in. You see him in the. Floor. Oh yeah. Well, you don't see him when he's getting killed though. You hear it. You hear him being stabbed, but you don't see it. Well, Otis starts going for this lady's. Um, pantyhose and henry has to stop him from fucking the corpse i guess and then it pans away from Moral a tv compass. and these dudes have been sitting we're just watching them watch a tape rules. of them oh and yeah we get to we, we get to they, we watch them re-watching otis rewinds it and plays it in slow motion and then Becky's on the phone with Lurleen and her mom. That's when I realized she had a kid. I didn't realize Lurleen was her kid until then. Lurleen's her kid. Yeah. And Henry and Otis are taping girls on the street looking for their next victim. And they're driving. And Otis has oh, been this part made filming me laugh. out of the... This part made uh, me laugh. He's filming out the window and hits something with a camera and starts blaming it on Henry. Because, okay, because he goes, look what you did. And it made me think of, look what your brother did to the door. <laughs> so it did, make, it did make me laugh at that. <laughs> and also, I was like, shouldn't they go back and get the camera? Because I didn't realize. No, there's a tape that was in it. I know. That's why I was like, shouldn't they go back and get that? But then in the next scene, he's watching the, the, well, the first, death scene like, again. It so looks it like, like he broke the it, it could have maybe been repaired, but when Otis is pissed, he throws it but out the of the window. But the tape would definitely still fucking work. I was like, maybe These not. The most logical, uh, except cats. for the the film that was in there was probably just from the bum fight and not from the murder because they they still had that at the house because he watches it. You, there's another scene where he's watching it after that in slow mo. He's watching it again in slow mo after the camcorder breaks because I remember thinking, yeah. Uh, did they just leave that fucking tape there and thinking it was a family death? But then yeah, I saw him watching later. it again. So I was like, okay, well, I guess that's... He ends up kicking him out of the car. Otis is like on the street. But then we see Becky and Henry at home. Becky informs us she quit her job and is going to go back home. I think it's Texas. Uh, but, yeah. uh, she wants him to go with her. And Leroy, it turns out Leroy's in jail for murder. And Henry's like, okay, let's do it, I think. But yeah, Henry, he's like, let's, he go, let's well, go. I have a new visa, he so let's go really, to the He doesn't really look like he likes her wanting to leave. He, he doesn't emote anything. Um, because of, she didn't want Lurleen. She was like, well, I thought I was going to want Lurleen to come here, but I don't because of the city. It's not safe. And... Then we find out that Otis had a dinner date, which I find very hard to believe. Well, but, uh, Henry and her go on a dinner date, and when they come back, Otis is asleep on the that's couch what it with was. the I tape on. I guess I got on. confused. <laughs> Otis is asleep with the tape on. Yeah, good thing Henry came in first. Henry comes in, turns it off, <laughs> and Henry. Dude, this scene is rough as fuck. Not so. Oh, oh. Becky wait, comes you... on to Henry, and they start like kissing, kind of, but you can tell Henry does not know what to do because he knows at this point he doesn't want to kill her, you know. But Otis interrupts. And I did write Becky's DTF, um, but he uh, Otis cockwalks. <coughs> Otis interrupts, and Henry's like, "I'm going out for cigarettes." And, yeah. <laughs> and this not is the since Superman died. What's that? Well, someone says something. Not since Superman died, and I was like, "What?" Well, uh, yeah. When I, he goes, I don't. It's before that. the fuck that. No, this is before. This is. I said cigarettes. Not since Superman died. What the fuck? I don't know. But then it, the fuck the bears thing. Yeah, the yeah. guy's like, hey, how about those bears? After he sells them a couple of packs of schools. <laughs> and then he goes, fuck the bears. And he's just like, fuck the bears. He's yeah. like, And then I thought of, you know, the bears. About. So then he goes out 
and he talks to this lady who's got a little dog, and I could I was just waiting that for him to snap so to fuck with that little dog or the her. But he lets her go, and he goes home to find that Otis, I, was, I said it's nice to see Henry on a non-killing stroll, but maybe thinking about maybe it, love, but Maybe his love, burgeoning <laughs> love for Becky is calm. You know, it's not, it was nice to see him just, you know, in the wild, not killing people for once. But well, maybe did, thinking about it, but not doing it. But that woman kind of was asking for it, honestly. She was the worst. When he gets home, he finds that Otis is raping the shit out of his sister. And... Well... He's starting well, to strangle her. He's not just raping her. He's going to kill her. I thought this scene was her. fucking awesome. When, and when like, Henry comes in, he beats the shit out of Otis. fucking awesome. But Otis grabs a bottle and breaks over Henry's head. And he's about to fucking shoot him with the gun when all of a sudden Becky comes from behind and stabs him in the eye with a comb. Like D- That shit that is shot. a good effect. In uh, the eye. Well, the head wasn't that great, but it was a good effect, yeah. Henry finishes it off. It takes him a while to stabbing motherfucking Otis in the heart with this comb and... I guess some combs are sharp. Yeah, they, yeah, they have points ends, at the yeah. end. Yeah, some of them do. I don't know what you'd call that. A um, comb with a If with you a ever handle. combed your fucking hair, Mike, you'd know. No, you can. They, they, I mean, I they're, they're just the I one. Brush, I use that. a brush. Me too. Well, Henry just remembers well, brush Otis. Brush is first and then the comb is later. And they use some luggage to carry Otis's body out. And they leave. No, they... Let's talk about the fact that he dismembers him for a long time in the bathtub, and there is a yeah, really yeah. cool shot of him pulling his head out and putting it. Yeah, I thought it was a cool shot. Yeah, it was yeah. a good. That no, was a I better head exactly than the one yeah. they used for her to like stab the um, comb into. Well, they leave and they drop Otis's body off into off of a bridge into a river or Lake Michigan. I don't know what the fuck ever is in Chicago. Um, <laughs> I, did, I said Becky you should shut up at one point that was before well, and I was like but Becky's the sound of him cutting shit. Otis's head off was ugh. Um, and then she goes that was so awful and I was like no fucking duh also I would be careful considering he just dismembered his friend so um, also what about Lurleen but uh, she says I love you and he goes I guess I love you too I and I was like that's always the response you want to hear <laughs> like is I guess I love well, you too well then well, they're not going to go straight to Texas. They're going to go to his sister's ranch in California. That's his plan. And they end up at a motel, and Henry's at the, in the bathroom shaving. It's kind and of she can play the guitar. Scene. And she uh, has a guitar. She has the hitchhiker's guitar. And the next day, we see Henry shaving again. Oh, wait. Without. He leaves alone. Oh, you don't, yeah. We see Henry get in the car alone, and he stops at the side of the road, takes a bloody suitcase out of his car or trunk something so out of the trunk takes the trunk out of the trunk okay, and he leaves it, it on the side of the road out of the trunk. it kind of stays on there for a minute you can see the it's blood. a bloody suitcase you, you know that she's in there you know that becky's in the suitcase yeah it was a cool last shot and then he drives yeah. off and the credits roll and henry's gonna keep on killing kill, you know you're gonna kill uh, okay, kill count. Two. one kill woman stabbed to death by henry at two minutes opening shot Two, store clerks. Oh, two and three are both the store clerks. They're shot by Henry at four minutes. Four is a sex worker, I assume, from the sounds. And her, I'm using the proper terminology, stabbed through the mouth by Henry with a wine bottle at five minutes. Five is a woman who's drowned in a swamp by Henry at six minutes. Six is a woman who's strangled by Henry with a cord at 16 minutes. Seven and eight are sex workers that both have their necks snapped by Henry at 34 minutes. Nine is a TV salesman. He's stabbed by Henry, and then his head is smashed on a TV and electrocuted by Henry and Otis at 44 minutes. Ten is a man offering help. <laughs> it is shot by Otis at 51 minutes. Eleven is this. Uh, this is where the family deaths are. Eleven is the son whose neck is snapped by Henry at 54. Otis snaps the woman's neck at about the same time. So it's about at like 55 minutes and 30 seconds. And then the husband is stabbed to death by Henry at 56 minutes. Otis is number 14. His eyes, his eyes gouged by Becky and then she's stabbed to death by Henry at one hour and 11 minutes. And then 15 is Becky. We don't know how, but she's murdered by Henry at an hour and 20 minutes. Trivia. I'm not going to go into Michael Rooker, all of his stuff. Yeah. He's been he's been in a lot of stuff, okay? Um, the budget was $111,000, and it grossed, 
it, I mean, it took like three years for it to come out, and it was just on the, like uh, rental and st- I don't think I, I think it, had a, it was oh. rated X. No, it wasn't. Or it, NC seventeen. It was un, no, it was unrated, but uh, it was almost it. It it played at a, like a Chicago Film Festival early on, but then it didn't play again for a while. They played it again later on in 1989. That's when I it got its like actual release. But it grossed uh, $609,000, almost $610,000. I'm sure that that's because it had a very limited, very, very limited release. Because I don't think that has to do with like the VHS sales or anything like that. Yeah. The film was shot on 16 millimeter in 28 days with a budget. Well, I already said that. Um, but it, it, okay, yeah. It has since gone on to earn millions on VHS and DVD as well as the theatrical re-release that they did at some point. Um, one of the major reasons the film did not emerge for a long time after it was finished because it was filmed in 85, premiered one time at a Chicago Film Festival in 86, then it didn't come out till 89, is that the producers had expected John McNaughton to make a straightforward slasher horror movie. They didn't know what to do with the darker, more complex, and less violent. As hard as it was to believe the original script was much bloodier and more violent than the final shooting draft. Um, film he created and felt that this version had a limited box office potential because it wouldn't bring in a good-sized teenage audience. It probably would have. Uh, I don't know if they would liked it, have liked it, but it would have brought them in. But... Um, it's often mistakenly claimed that it didn't come out immediately due to being tied up in censorship. And although this is true to a degree, the majority of the delay occurred because the executive producers Malik Bialy and Walid Bialy were somewhat underwhelmed by the film and weren't sure it was even worth their time releasing let, uh, on VHS, let alone theatrically. As McDonald says himself, this just they just put it on the shelf. Several years later, Chuck Perello, who would go on to direct Henry Portrait of Serial Killer 2, uh, which came out in 96, saw the film and was deeply impressed. Perello was working for the Ali brothers at the time, and he began to lobby them to do something with it. He convinced them to let it be screened at another Chicago Film Festival in 89, where after getting a glowing review from Chicago's Tribune's Rick Kogan, the film was accepted into the 1989 Telluride Festival and subsequently the 1990 Splatterfest Festival becoming the sensation of both festivals. At this point, the Ali brothers realized they had something unique, and they that's when they decided to release it. Um, it was initially given an X rating, but uh, along with uh, Peter Greenaway's The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, and Pedro something's Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down. But um, you're, you were right, I'm sorry. This was the re- uh, this movie and those other two movies were the reason for the NC7. The, them making an NC-17 because there was a... It does have a value, like, artistically, but... Yeah, because X was always considered to be pornographic. Yeah. And so people... That's why Romero just skipped the MPAA, put it out unrated, because he didn't want to get an X rating because it would be considered pornographic. So NC-17 rating was uh, came along to differentiate between an adult film and something that was more extreme than normal. Around the time, like the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um. So when the MPA when he first submitted to, to the NBA and they gave it an X rating, he asked them what he could change to receive an R rating. Uh, the board members told him bluntly that there were no possible edits that would move the film out of this. <laughs> <laughs> and McNaught decided was, on the spot to the moral tone. But now here's where I got the unrated part. And McNaughton decided on the spot he would not challenge the X and would instead move for the film to be released as it eventually was unrated. Yeah. So it was released unrated. Um, But I guess they made the NC-17 for the theater, maybe? No, it's NC-17. That 30-year re-release thing, that was NC-17. When it came out on theater. Oh, the second time. Okay. Even film okay, so even members of the filmmaking team themselves have been disturbed by the film. Composer Robert McNaughton, who I guess is that guy's brother, the director's brother. He did a really good job with the music. Oh, he did. Couldn't watch the film all the way through upon first seeing it. And Tom Towles, who played Otis, has only ever seen the film once at the Splatterfest Film Festival in 1990. Michael Rooker said he was working as a janitor when he auditioned for the part of Henry and went on to uh, audition... In the in his uniform, um, he only had he got the part. He continued to wear the same jacket, but he only had one jacket. And since that, he was still working as a janitor. In between, 
He would take it off before he killed anyone, quote unquote, so he wouldn't get blood on it. Um, actor Michael Rooker remained in character for the duration of the shoot. Even offset, he didn't associate or socialize with any of the cast or crew during the month-long shoot, and director John McNaughton made sure... Shouldn't he have been partying with Otis if he was in character? I don't know. He wasn't really that good of friends with him. But, he, um, he remained in character, so he killed people? Yeah. But just, no, it gets weird. Hold on. So he made... Uh, director John McNaughton made sure Rooker was the only person on set to have a private dressing room. According to costume designer Patricia Hart, she and Ricker would travel to the set together each day, and she never knew from one minute to the next if she was talking to Michael or to Henry, as sometimes he would speak about his childhood background, not as Michael Ricker, but as Henry. Indeed, so in characters did Ricker remain that during the shoot, his wife discovered she was pregnant, but she waited until filming had stopped before she told him. Damn. Yeah. Smart <laughs> but, lady. Yeah. The scene in the living room where Otis films Henry and Becky uh, was completely improvised. Many of the Mm. insults which the television salesman shouts at Henry and Otis, uh, for example, I can see you've had some college, were improvised. Um, The four murder scenes... These are like theater actors. Yeah. The four murder scenes seen in the first few minutes of the film were all based on real-life murders, which Henry Lee Lucas claimed to have committed, especially the first shot where the body of the nude woman is posed exactly... This in the That's same the position as a victim one, in right? a case involving Lucas. She wasn't wearing orange socks in the movie, but I don't think he, that one's orange socks. I don't that think that's not. orange socks, girl. Okay. No, because uh, I've read a lot about. I mean, I've seen a bunch of stuff about orange. That's not how she was found. But yeah. um, so okay, I went into this a little bit. The character of Henry is loosely based on Henry Lee Lucas, as in the film. Lucas was acquainted with a fellow convict named Otis Tool, although in the film the character's name is only given as Otis. Additionally, Lucas became the lover of Tool's 11-year-old niece, Frida, Whoa. a.k.a. A Frida, quote, Becky Powell, who often went under the pseudonym Becky, although in the film Becky is Otis's sister rather than his niece is considerably older, um, who lived with Lucas and Tool for a while. Lucas ultimately killed Becky. Lucas's mother did indeed work as a prostitute from her house, often forcing him to watch her while she had sex and occasionally making him wear a dress. The real Henry's father did indeed lose both of his legs in an accident, prior to which he had been a truck driver. However, the actions of the fictional Henry are inspired not by Lucas's real crimes, but by his fabricated ones. In prison, he confessed over 600 murders, claiming he had committed roughly one murder a week from 1975 to 1983. Um, Most of them claim, almost all of them turned out to be false. While many cannot be substantiated, Lucas was of below average intelligence and would simply confess to every unsolved murder brought before him. Doing this ensured better conditions for him as law enforcement officers would offer him incentives to confess, such as such confessions were also increased his fame with the public. And Lucas was eventually convicted of 11 murders and sentenced to death for the murder of Becky Powell. The death sentence was later commuted to life in prison by uh, George W. Bush, then governor of Texas. His mother, Viola, was a prostitute. Um, Eventually, Lucas's school teachers complained about the cross-dressing and court order put an end to it. So, uh, in December 1949, his alcoholic father died of hypothermia <laughs> after drinking into, uh, to intoxication, collapsing his outside during a blizzard. Whoa. Yeah, bizarrely, the origins of this film are to be found in a never-made documentary about professional wrestling. Really? Yeah, this I, I put this in here for you. John uh-huh. McDonald had worked for the Ali brothers, um, the producers, uh-huh. as a delivery man with their video equipment rental business during the late 70s. And Waleed Ali and Naughton had always vowed to make a film together at some stage in the future. Several years later, the Ali brothers hired McNaughton to direct a documentary about organized crime in Chicago titled Dealers and Death, Murder and Mayhem in America. The film was well-received and turned to profit, and the brothers were happy with his directorial work. As such, they hired him to shoot a second documentary, this time about professional wrestling in Chicago. It must have been the AWA. A collection of previously thought lost VHS tapes showing wrestling in Chicago during the 50s had been unearthed, and the brothers had agreed to purchase the tapes from the owner to use in the documentary. However, when the brothers went to buy the tapes, the owner doubled his price at the last minute, and they pulled out of the deal. While Lee then had the idea to use the money set aside for the documentary to make a a feature film, and he kept McDonald as the director, um, offering him $100,000 for a horror movie. He didn't care what the movie was about. He just wanted something in the horror genre. He had no Naughton had McNaughton had no idea what to write about till he saw an episode of 2020 about Henry Lee Lucas, and decided that his subject matter was not going to be a demon, a monster, or an extraterrestrial, but a normal human being. So that's where that came from. 
Um, this is, and I'm not going to even talk, this is, that's about him killing his mom, whatever. Real Becky. Although forensic evidence alone was inconclusive and the coroner stopped short of positively identifying her, something she wasn't even murdered. Um, producer and composer Stephen A. Jones was paid $100 for his 14 months work on the film. Jesus. Yeah. Um, John McDonald went on to direct Wild Things, mm-hmm. just FYI. Um, after filming the family massacre scene, Tom Towles insisted that Lisa Temple, who was the uh, mom, go to the ER because he was convinced he had actually injured her neck when she quote-unquote snapped it. Temple herself was confident no damage had been done, but for Tal's peace of mind, she went and eventually received a clean bill of health. Um, Over time, the story has evolved into an urban myth involving Temple needing to go to the hospital, having been traumatized by by her performance in the scene um, due to the filmmakers concealing the content from her prior to the shoot. So that's not true. It was actually, she actually just went because the guy playing Otis was like, please go to the doctor and make sure I didn't hurt your neck. Yeah. That was the only reason. Yeah. Throughout the film, any sound of a neck breaking is really a styrofoam cup being crushed near the microphone. And the sound of Henry cutting off Otis's head is a, is a plastic mesh grapefruit bag being slowly torn apart. That was pretty cool. It was a good sound. I mean, like it worked. Um, during the screening of, of the film, makes me feel better about seeing this movie. Yeah, during the screening of the film at the 1989 Telluride Festival, nearly half of the audience walked out during the family massacre. When the film finished, it was met with complete silence, as the audience were so stunned by what they had just seen and didn't know how to react. That's as, awesome. As John McNaughton was leaving the theater, he was approached by a distressed man who informed him, "You can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> That is art. McNaughton asked him what he meant, and the man explained that you couldn't make a film about a murderer who gets away in the end without punishment or without any kind of moral resolution, reiterating, you can't do that. He just said it again. (laughs) McNaughton thought about it for a moment and then said to the man, we just did. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. In the original script, the family massacre scene was longer. After the three uh, family members have been murdered, Otis molests the body of the mother and performs full necrophilia with it. Prior to shooting, however, John McNaughton made the decision to abandon this part of the scene. I like Henry stopping him. Yeah, me too. Um, when Otis attempts to rape Becky, he begins a choker with an item of clothing. Arnold actually passed out while filming this scene. Um that Arnold is the Arnold is the woman who played Becky. Tracy Arnold. Um during the shooting of Becky Emerging from the subway, two men can be seen at the top of the stairs having a heated discussion. These men were not extras. They were simply people who were really having an argument. And when the film crew arrived to shoot, they wouldn't move. So John McNaughton decided to just put him in the shot. I like it. Yeah. Um, the film makes use of many uninterrupted takes. The scene when Henry and Otis drive through the night and kill the man who stops to help goes on for almost two minutes without a single interruption. That's all the trivia I have. That's a lot of trivia. So... Yeah. Well, uh, I'd like to just talk for a second about the actors. Um, the uh, director, McNaught, John McNaughton, made another movie called The Borrower. It's not it's, an actor. It's, it's also got Tom Taps. About the actors. But the Borrower has uh, Otis and Becky in it. <laughs> Otis is also in Blood In, Blow Out, Blood Out, one of my favorite HBO movies about gangs. He is... Oh, I love that movie. I the, forgot about Blood In, Blood he's Out. In the, he, in the it's Night of the Living Dead. So it's not as good. The, the best one's banging in Little Rock. That's well, the, that's a documentary. Blood and Blood Out's a well, three-hour movie about like Hispanic well, I, thought it was a docu- I thought it was a documentary. A Hispanic family. You can watch it on YouTube. Hey, hey, Mike. It's awesome. Uh, Mike, why don't you get to the actors? Well, he was also the jerk in Night of the Living Dead remake. And in the jerk. No, they the jerk. Just kidding. Um... You mean, a, you mean the guy, like Harold, Harry? He was Steve Martin's yeah. stunt double. Tom Tales is one of the main characters in the night yeah. of the Living Dead remake. Yeah. He was also in a bunch of Rob Zombie movies. Ugh, yeah, I know. Uh, I saw that. I was like, nah, not even going to talk about it. It's Michael Rooker's in like... Everything. Well, I thought, we already no, said we weren't no, going to talk about yeah. that. That's it. We're going to talk about him. That's um, it. The other actors went on to do some stuff, not a lot, but uh, no. I mean, Tom tells us no. No, I mean besides those two, oh, like okay. the others, like uh, like that was the wife in the movie. That was her first movie. She went on to do a few things, but not not anything super substantial. This movie is scary. What do you give it? Um, I'm Nick. gonna I'm gonna give it like a really really uh medium four. Uh, 
medium four. Like not loose, but not hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Four on the no, no, Like no, a chub. No, 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 no. There's reasons. This a movie, semi. This movie is like disturbing. I remember for some reason, one time when I was on tour with a band, uh, I was in Florida and uh, I was laying on a couch at some, some band place's house and I, I chose that to watch and nobody was around. <laughs> and I don't know why I did. And it gave me a weird fucking vibe for the rest of like the, the couple whole tour. weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, man, this is very strange. The Henry tour. Uh, the Henry tour. I had seen it before and everything, but it was just like, man, I just had it in my mind. And like, second and I will say this about this movie. Um, I am, uh, besides like a really, really small bit part in Tombstone, I'm I'm really sad about Michael Rooker's like career. I, I think he yeah, yeah we've uh, really had so much potential. underutilized, and I think he could yeah he, he could have gone places, man. But, uh, I give it a uh, three point five to a three point seven five. It's it's 3. good. 6, 6. Um, it's it, well, rewatchability is, is has a lot to do with my ratings. Sometimes uh, rewatchability adds. A lot to a score for a movie. I think it's a really well done movie. It has very low rewatchability. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I mean, yeah. who wants to watch this ever? I agree ever. with that. I do so. too, and that's why I'm going for. It would be higher because it's so. It's the well, tight. It's well it's done. Yeah, so the rewatchability. The acting is, is amazing. Nil. You think that these, if you know, you just saw this in 1990. You think these people are fucking psychos? What the fuck? Sorry. Who made this shit? It's insane. It's so stark. No, it, it looks I, real. It's I give it a so four. It's like uncom- uncomfortable. I watched this in a Clockwork Orange over at a sleepover at my house one night. Clockwork we... Orange is more comfortable than this. It shit. Is. Well, yeah, but it was it was a crazy one-two punch. Clockwork Orange than Henry. My was... uh, my dad told me. I remember when I, we were I wanted to rent Clockwork Orange, and he was like, "It's got a really bad scene in it that I don't think you should watch." You would now. Which scene do you think he would be the talking lady about? The getting killed with a dick. The rape scene, yeah, at the beginning. You would no, think those are two different scenes, but yeah, you would think you would think it would be the yeah. singing in the rain rape scene, right? Yeah, yeah. That wasn't it, and that wasn't it. The scene that he didn't want me to see was the sped up threesome, and I was like, so that was it's what like you were like bothered by? So, so fucking weird. I was like, why? Why do you? So you're fine, like, but that the rape scene's fine. I like whatever. But my dad's was a, a yeah. weirdo. So, um, yeah, night. stay gagged on. Um, mm, mm. Stay, stay gagged on old style. Otis told stay Henry on Otis. Stay gagged on throwing trash stay in the river. Stay honest on Henry. Say honest. Honest. Say gagged on. I don't want to. Little boy's broken arms. Yeah, gross. Uh, anyway, and stay gagged on all of our social media Instagram, TikTok, Gag Me at the Knife podcast. Twitter gag knife pod. Um, yeah, become a Patreon for become a Patreon for um, bonus episodes, member shout outs, early access to episodes, and fan hey, requested Katie, episodes at www.patreon.com slash gag podcast. Hey, Katie. Um, buy our merch at gag podcast dot com. And we I'm will sad. see you next Me time. Too. It will be nicer serial for you. Serial killing sucks. It'll be bourbon don't crystal plumage next. Don't be a serial killer. Don't be a, don't don't be a serial killer. You'll just be, and, and you know, gross. Bye. <laughs>
particular place to go I'm too young for these blues and too old for this rock and roll Think about it, baby, things could be like they used to be Place to go. Yeah, I'm too young. 